the ideas, the leaders, the lives that are shaping Denmark and the world. From Blocks Hub in Copenhagen, Denmark, with your co-hosts, Ed Lay and Thomas Mulhern, this is Global Denmark. Hello and welcome back to the Global Denmark podcast, where we explore how thought leaders and innovators are working to create a better Denmark and a better world. Well, we have a little bit of a treat today, as this is our last mini-episode before the summer holidays. We thought we would do a little status episode and take a look at the journey so far. Our podcast has had this mission of driving conversations where we could teach lessons to and from Denmark. And that journey began in December of 2018, where we met with our first guest, Rufus Gifford, on what it meant to be an ambassador. Now, Ed, this journey has taken us on a a long road with inspiring guests, and we've had amazing subscribers. Thank you guys for the thousands of views and downloads. And we've looked at some really crucial lessons to date. And Ed, I'm really curious, what are some of the themes or lessons that have really left an impression on you so far? I guess I would have to start by pointing out the naivety that I came into the project with, where I very much expected to be able to say, Danes are, British people are, Americans are. And what I've noticed is that there are blind spots with all of us because the only person that doesn't know that they live in water is a fish, right? And and as soon as you move into a different environment, you get a different perspective. And I've really enjoyed getting everybody's different perspectives on who they are and who they believe Danes are. And what I've enjoyed is is seeing the similarities, the crossovers, but really the power of integration more so than these individual ideas but what do these individual ideas look like when they're piled on top of each other but one of the things that has recurred frequently in all of the interviews talking about Danish society has been the importance of trust as a as a pillar yeah, of Danish culture yeah I, um, when we started this project too uh, I thought I knew about Danish culture but I was unaware of the real significance of trust and how that kind of underpins all the cultural values and norms and is a real red thread throughout society. And time and time again, we see that trust is crucial and it's almost a a capital. If properly leveraged, can be used to create networks to really expand business and to help with well-being. Absolutely. And um, and I think we've heard so many messages, but the, the most fascinating part of this is speaking to those repatriates that have been out and come back and really demonstrated how possible it is to expand this circle of trust. Yeah. I'm talking about Penilla Hippoporn. Um, Jesper Lovendell was a was an exceptional example of this, and not just in theory, but something that you could actually viscerally feel the trust was had been extended to them, and they'd really been able to leverage it incredibly well in, in the things that they were doing. And, you know, they were the first to say that it made them more well-rounded people as well. Absolutely. One of the other things I've looked at was this kind of distinction between personal and professional humility and in terms of branding Denmark and uh, what makes Denmark unique and how that ties into Yendelon and really kind of mapping that out and looking at, okay, We really have to look at professional and personal humility as two distinct things. And how can we work on being personally humble, but also having the capability of selling a country, an industry, both in Denmark, but abroad? 
Yeah, absolutely. There are just so many incredible things that Denmark has that and incredible draws, I think, that just aren't spoken about. So landmarks are spoken about and nice things to see, but that's things that attract tourists, right? But this trust and expanding that trust and how great it can feel when you start to really penetrate a society, that's really what what people are are looking for, I think, when when they integrate. They want to know that they belong there and have that feeling of belonging really, really quickly. And that's just something that isn't pushed to the wider world as it could be if you talk about certain cultures you want to it's one of the things that the country needs to really push it yeah be mindful of absolutely and uh, we look at the importance of attracting and retaining global talent and some key strategies to achieving that and i was struck by how it's both about having this vision this mindset of what integration truly means and both the economic necessity but also the value-based necessity of it and then how can we use data-driven technology to kind of dovetail this overarching strategy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dan Hespeck was a great example of that, I thought, where yeah. where he was very consistent with his, well, what do you think about this? And, and he was very kind of direct on the, I'm not saying what I think about this. There's data. My opinion isn't going to add anything to the mix. Let's pull all of the data of everyone's opinion. And then actually we can, we've got something measurable that we can act on and take tailored action rather than opinion-based action. Absolutely. We hear all the time that Denmark's the happiest country on earth. And we've been exploring, is this just a branding gimmick or what is the essence of this message? And I think what's been interesting for me is looking at the difference between happiness, this kind of notion of contentedness and the double-edged sword of that, and purpose. What has struck you about? Yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't. I couldn't agree with that anymore. The idea of this, this hugger, this contentedness, this happiest country in the world, I think sends a message out, and it certainly did to me. Of, uh, that I feel fine, and I don't step outside of my comfort zone very much, and I keep things small, and I keep to myself. And I think you know, there's positive and negative ways of looking right. at that, right. but. These inspiring leaders that we've spoken to, every single one of them have, have had this purpose that when you yeah. talk about it just just really lights them up. And perhaps we ought to talk more about how do we find something that, that makes us purpose-driven? Is there a problem that we're solving for the world? Yeah. Right? And I guess that dovetails in nicely with, with the small country syndrome that so many of these politicians that are in Washington yeah. are looking in like Andras and, and Rufus mentioned it was that looking in Denmark is small right but it doesn't mean that it can't have a huge global impact yeah, that's a great point and I think that that move from let's stop talking about the happiest country on earth and let's start having that goal of being the most purpose-driven country on earth and measuring the wealth of the nation in terms of the ability to really map on both individual and external purpose. I think that's an interesting area we can explore going forward. Absolutely. Ed, if I were to ask you now, we're 27 guests in. We ask this question at the end of every podcast, but what can Denmark teach the rest of the world? What, What would you give as the simple answer to what we've learned so far? Trust. Trust, absolutely. I, I'm right there. It's the power of trust. It's unbelievable. Absolutely. It, it just things move so much more quickly when we're willing to pull other people together and go, they've got this. Yeah. And you can see that in tribal societies, in countries, in, in companies that lead, what you see is this trust handed around. And just Denmark does that exceptionally well with this 
flat structure, avoiding that heavy hierarchy that you might find in the UK and America. Absolutely. And I think when I look at, you know, what can the rest of the world teach Denmark, I think time and time again, we look at be open to the power of this thought diversity, these diverse influencers, people, ideas that can really help transform the way society operates and create new innovation. Absolutely. Don't keep that trust for a small number of people. There it is. But expand. Expand the circle of trust. And how do you go about that? Any last thoughts as we wrap up this mini episode um, and take a summer holiday here? Do you know what? Um, it's just been such an amazing ride for me. I've absolutely loved meeting all of these leaders and influencers. And the one thing that I've noted is that the neuroscience kind of background for me, I know that memories are only formed if there's huge positive emotion or huge negative emotion attached to it so all of the stories that have come out from from everybody you know there's emotion attached to those things what we've seen is this roller coaster that everybody has been on we've interviewed some incredibly successful people but they have none of them not one of them has gone from point a directly up to point b but it's been in waves of ups and downs and i don't know where i'm going but they've all been guided by values and principles and people in their lives that they can attribute a pivot to and I think we can all be those people for those people that are around us you know we can help others support others with their purpose we can be that person that believed in somebody else and I guess that sums up what a circle of trust is really all about it's a beautiful way of putting it and I think for me it's about you know really being confirmed in the power of conversation so far that if you're willing to step outside your comfort zone and be curious and open to that kind of growth mindset of keep learning, what can I learn? What kind of lessons can I learn? Can a society learn that we can really kind of hone in on some crucial things here? So to our audience, thank you. We look forward to continue driving conversations starting up again in August, where we will have lots more exciting guests and topics. Don't forget to jump over to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. And please hit the subscribe button, share, rate, review, anything you can do to help our podcast. And until next time, see you on the GDP. Are you getting the most out of your time in Denmark? Pick up your printed copy of the English language newspaper Copenhagen Post today to access relevant news and event information guaranteed to enhance your working and family life.